ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and the only. Sir Hell speaks in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. It is the one of the only Sir Hell speaks in this. I'm sorry, guys. Let me let's do let's rewind this. Let's do this right. I want to give you the greeting you came here for. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning to you. Introducing the one of the only Sir Hell speaks in the building. Good morning, y'all. How y'all feel today? Please forgive my tardiness. As you guys can see, late show last night. Fantastic show, but really late show. Great conversation. We're on this morning. We got some things we're going to discuss really quickly. And today, y'all, on, on this great, wonderful Friday. Listen, I feel I feel the I feel the I feel the, the, the joy in the air. This particular day, I want you guys to be extremely vocal. Why do I say this? It's because we're going to be talking about something that it that may be touchy. Um, but the, the goal for this is not to say this for shock value. I really want us to have a conversation about something that I think is very, very important. But before I do that, before before we go into all of that, let me do some housekeeping. Let's look into the comments and see who we got this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, a warm round of applause for one of the top supporters of this channel. Miss Inya is in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, a warm round of applause. I appreciate your support, Miss Inya. Thank you so much for always showing up, for always being here. Truly appreciate you. Everybody, Samantha is in the building. A warm round of applause for Miss Samantha. Thank you so much for being here. Listen, yeah, we were on a show last night. Listen, we were on a show last night, and I actually uh, took a picture. Um, I took a picture because we were talking about, you know, our, our kids growing up and talking about our daughters, and, and we, I had some great, some awesome women on the panel last night, and we were saying some stuff, and I'm like, you know what? Let me take a pause and call my therapist. I'll look in the comment. And Samantha is like, <laughs> you know how moderators be like, you know, uh, you know, you know, buy, buy, you know, buy this person a latte. Y'all know, y'all let me tell y'all what Samantha said. Let me tell you how she did me, how she did me last night. Samantha said, yeah, if you, <laughs> hold on, let me pull it up. Let, let me tell you what Samantha did to me. Let, let me, I, I got to tell y'all this one. I, I went back and watched the replay and I was cracking up. Samantha was like, she said, she said, treat Sir Hale with a little cash for his next therapy session. Listen, when I read that comment, I lost it. That was the funniest thing I seen. And then I saw Gail at night. Listen, we got some awesome people who come through these streams. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate you. I appreciate you because of your heart. You bring a level of, of laughter and joy. I just wanted to say thank you, Samantha. That cracked me up. You got me real good on that one. Good morning to you. Noobs Incas in the building, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Noobs Incas in the building. This is going, this is going to be rebranded very soon. I have a business channel. If you guys haven't already, want to go subscribe to the channel, subscribe. 
I see who else we got up in here. Who else we got? I see TR, baby. What's up, sir? Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Okay, I see Indian Samantha, TR, baby. What the fuck is this? Good morning, good sir. Very good to see you. Very good to see you. Um, I think we got Samantha P is in the building. Everybody, a warm round of applause for Samantha P. Good to see you this morning. I'm so glad that you're here. Really glad that you're here. Really glad that you're here this Friday morning. Beautiful Friday morning. Everybody, Miss Bravo with Sheila is in the building today. Can we all say good morning? Good morning and good to see you. I'm so glad you're here. Always glad you're here. Glad to see you. Listen, listen, I'm telling y'all, Samantha, Samantha got me real good, y'all. I, I think I'm going to post that on my uh, community tab because, again, when I went back and I looked at it, y'all, y'all just don't understand how that tickled me. Y'all don't even understand. I, it, it was like one o'clock in the morning and I'm up there reading through the comments and I didn't, rec I didn't recognize it doing the show because I was already, you know, I was already through with the show because of the stuff that I heard. I went back and read that and fell out. That was hilarious to me. That was hilarious to me. Lord have mercy. Traumatized last night. I need to call my therapist this morning. Uncle Stu is in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, show some love for the one and the only Uncle Stu in the building. Y'all listen, y'all gotta pray for me. Every time I introduce somebody, I got to I got to do that whole thing. I, I don't even, I don't even know what that's about. I just I just do it. I am glad to see you, sir. Glad you're here. Glad you are here. Ladies and gentlemen, M. Eels is in the building. Can we show some love? For M. Eels, who's in the building, I was about to say tonight, but this morning, can we show some love? It is very good to see. You. Listen, we got some things to talk about. So, if you guys saw the th the thumbnail that I uh, that I put up, uh, and listen, if y'all, if my thumbnail game is terrible, y'all tell me. And if you good with thumbnails, then y'all hook a brother up because you know I, I try to put some stuff together because I want I'm trying to create a different presence, a different level of of, of excellence when you guys see our uh, channel. So. Um, but if you guys have any feedback on this, just let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm open to that. So we got some things to talk about. It is Black History Month, and I am excited. I'm proud to be black. <clears throat> but let's let's dig into this today. Let's dig into this today. Let's dig into this today. Um, culturally, I don't think that we celebrate Black History Month like for real. I think we'll say things like, it's Black History Month. We'll say, you know, it's Black History Month. We'll talk about, you know, some of the greats like the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's and the Harriet Tubman's and, you know, the usual suspects. But do we truly teach Black history at a family level? I, I want y'all to go with me this morning. Just go with me this morning. I really want to hear from, from you. Are we really teaching our history? Well, let's take this a little bit deeper. Do we really know our history? Like, do we really know? And the, the third question is, have we become so absorbed um, in the in the, the social uh, pressures to be rich and famous and successful outwardly that we don't know who we are culturally? This is my question to everybody this morning. Do we know our history? Are we teaching it on a family level? Not just the conversations about we should know, we're supposed to know, you know, it's going to be good to know, read this book on it, but are we truly teaching Black history? That's my question for everybody this morning. In the chat, y'all let me know what's your thought on this, because this gets deeper. This gets very deeper. Are we truly teaching Black history and teaching a sense of cultural pride? Now, of course, when we use that word pride, you know, for those of us who come from a religious background, you know that we say this in the most careful way, but cultural pride. 
that when our kids who look like us look in the mirror, they don't have this subconscious level of inferiority or they don't feel like they are less than or that they've got to enter into the world and prove because of the color of their skin, regardless of how people see them, but that within themselves, they are just as capable, as smart, as gifted, as talented, as human as anybody else. Are we teaching our black history? I want to know, and I want to hear from you guys, are we truly teaching our black history? And not just talking about the highlights, but talking about the things that we had to overcome, the things that we had to suffer through, that our ancestors went through, they survived the traumas that they dealt with. And then here's the big thing, that we understand the sacrifices people made, lost their lives for us, were beaten for us, took trauma, had issues, had scars, went without. They uh, See, back then, so many of our ancestors were willing to put their literal life on the line just to advance the world for our people. And since that has happened, are we showing respect for the sacrifices that were made years ago? And what do I mean by showing respect? We can show respect by making sure that we don't abuse our culture. Well, how do you abuse your culture? We destroy our families. We destroy each other through violence because of this low, this low self-esteem, because of our ignorance to the beauty of life and humanity, because we are so disconnected as a people. We do this because we don't take the opportunity to exercise the power of our vote when we have the opportunity to. We are not engaged into the political uh, system. We're not engaged into government. We don't take education. The things that we have access to today, we can just go to the poll. We can just go to enroll in school. We can just go out and go places. Our ancestors did not have that. And they they had a dream. They had an idea that one day they would wake up in the, the social pressures, the segregation, the racism, the things that they had to suffer with. And I'm not, just, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist today, but certainly not to the same degree but they had a, an idea that one day they would wake up and their children and their grandchildren would, would be able to go to the store and be able to go and purchase groceries or sit at a restaurant and not have to worry about them having to get up just because of the color of their skin. And are we respecting their sacrifices by making sure that we take the opportunities that God has given us, that we, that we exercise the power of our votes, that we are connected in our communities, that we are teaching our kids cultural values and pride, that when we walk, we represent ourselves in a way that that adds to the dignity that our ancestors worked so hard to elevate us in the eyes of the world, but more so in the hearts of ourselves. Does this make sense, y'all? Are we respecting the sacrifices? Because we love saying we're Black history, and most of us really don't know it. You don't know it. We don't read about it. It, 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 you know, it's what, what really gets me is the fact that not only do we not know black history, but it seems like slowly but surely the even concept of learning about black history, depending on who talks about it, re-narrates the experiences of the people who actually made up black history. So we're not even getting the full version of it because it, it, it there, there's a level of violence to it. There's gore, there's ugliness, there's, there's pain there. And a lot of times we don't want to talk about that because it's, oh, you know, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm tired of talking about what happened and I'm tired of talking about this. But I don't think we realize 
we are not that far removed from it all. Can't, I want y'all to really think about this. We are a couple of generations away. We are not that far removed from it. And when I hear people and I see people who who they don't represent themselves well, they don't they don't want to take care of the families. They 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 don't understand the image, the ethnic image that we are working so hard to elevate. And you know, sometimes I think that we 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 benefit from the sacrifices of our elders, but we don't respect them. It's like it's like you know how you have your parents like you don't listen to them. You you talk about your parents, you know, you talk back to them and you know, you disrespect your parents and you know what I mean? You 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 get real smart re- with them and stuff and everything. You don't, you don't care about what they're going through, but you expect your parents to make sure that they're paying your phone bill and to give you the best foods and to get, when it's Christmas time to give you great presents. I think sometimes we have that childlike mindset that we want the benefits of what our ancestors did, but we don't want to respect it. We don't, we don't want to respect it. We don't want to have to know nothing about it, you know? You know now, if, if, if it benefits us, you know, if we're going to get something out of it, then absolutely, we, we definitely want to take it on. But showing that respect, a lot of us just don't have that respect. And I want to ask you why. That's my question to all of us this morning. In honor of Black history, I'm going to do two things today. Number one, why don't we teach this more on a family level and then on a community level? The second thing is I want you to tell me somebody in Black history who has influenced you to be who you are today. That is what we're going to talk about. Can we do that this morning, y'all? Can we do that this morning, y'all? I normally give you guys a monologue about what we're talking about, but this one, I want this to be more of a discussion. I want this to be more of a discussion because we're going to have to spend some time talking about this because I want I want not only my kids to know about their history, but I want my kids to know that they can also make history, right? And it starts by knowing what we come from, by seeing the greatness we come from, by promoting that, loving that, cherishing that. I think that's where it starts. So anyway, let me read a couple of comments. I'm going to drop the link in just a second. Uh, oh, okay. So, wow. Okay. So, so the definite answer is no, we don't teach this. Okay. Okay. So no. So Okay. Wow. So no, we are not teaching black history on the level that's needed. Wow. So why aren't we guys? We all have access to bookstores. We have access to, uh, uh to media. Um, is it that we are so busy with our own lives, with our own success, with our careers, with trying to make sure that we are part of you know, this, this about, about society, which we should, that we no longer allocate the time necessary to, to do our research, to, to, to know about our history. Is that why are we too busy to know about our history? Mickey Red says, I don't think so. Good to see you. Mickey Red creates glad to see you. I appreciate you. Uncle Stu says, no, 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 no. Too many people don't even know the history is from 30 years ago. If that ain't the truth. If that is not the truth, Noob Inc. says, uh, the part that I do know, I do. Nope. Yep. So, so Inya says, history is painful, but I've noticed that it's trying to be washed away. That's what I was alluding to earlier. I see this often as well. And it's not just from the outside that it's trying to be washed away, but that sometimes we as, as, as a people, we get tired of hearing this. We get tired. And, and sometimes, you know, you hear it and, and you hear it and you hear it. And then it's like, it's like that story your parents always tell you about. It's like the story, you know, you get your grandparents or your parents, they're always telling you a same story and you hear it enough and you just, you kind of start tuning it out. And anything that resembles that story, you kind of just tune it out. And we don't realize that the reason why they speak so much on it is because it was so close to home for them. Does that make sense? And I don't think that we show enough respect for that. And I think this is part of the reason, this is like on a, on a systemic level, 
um, on a, on, even on a on a personal, on a cultural level. I think because we don't understand our history, it's so easy for us to not value each other's life because we don't know what it costs for us to be where we are now. Does that make sense? It, it gets real deep, y'all. It gets very deep. It gets very deep. My great uh, grandfather was uh, was taken out by the uh, this malicious group who we all know about. Uh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Did this on the church steps. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. So watch the way. Legitimately, all they teach in school is how terrible we had it. All the atrocities they went through and shove it down your throat every year, uh, forever. Yeah. So I, I see, I, I see, this is that there's some truth to that. There is some truth. What the wow, what the funk says. This is interesting. Listen, we honestly don't care. Is this true, everybody? That we don't care about our history, where we come from, our culture, that we no longer work inspired to contribute to it in a way that the people who went before us would be proud of us. I think that there's some truth to this. I think that there's a lot of truth to this. Like, think about this. Like, think about this. We see how we are represented in the media, willfully represented in the media. Think about all the ratchet stuff that we see, the things that we do to degrade ourselves. No one is forcing us to do this, yet we do it. Yet we do it. Is that honoring our ancestors? Is that honoring what we come from? Should we even care about this? Have we have we moved past all that and our focus should now be where we're at now, focus on getting the bag, focus on getting your money up, focus on your success, focus on what you got to do, level up. Should that be the focus or should we or should we continue to build on culture, on excellence, on quality, on on sustaining and elevating the standard? What's your guys thought about this? What's your thought about this? I'm about to drop the link. What's up? Just do it. Good to see you. Just g- very good to see you. Uh, Samantha says a lot of black people. I think that we are all descendants of slaves. This is a fantastic point. We don't know our real history as we should. Children are indoctrinated with false narratives in public compulsory schools. This is, now this is so true. And the reason why this is such a good point is because sometimes we see ourselves as coming from uh, um, subservience and we don't see ourselves coming from power. I come from kings. I come from queens. I come from prestige. My mama, my mom was a doctor. My dad was a doctor. They were, you know, we don't think about where we come. Well, a lot of us, we don't know that part. We just hear the the other side. And there was so much more to us. I would even dare say before people were became slaves, who they were before. We come from greatness. We just didn't know about it. And that that concept, that self-concept that you have about the people that went before you, whether you know it or not, that concept is in your head, even in the way you think about yourself on a subconscious level. This gets deep, y'all. Now, listen, I might, I might want, Uncle Stu, if you're in here, I'm going to drop the link. I want you to come up here. We need to have this discussion this morning. And anybody else who wants to come up, let's just talk for a little bit. Let's just talk for a little bit about this, because they, this is, to me, an important thing, <clears throat> and as is... <clears throat> this year, I'll be, I'm 34, I'll be 35 this year. As I get older, I am starting to see how the, the, the self-concepts that our kids have are interwoven and in how they see themselves in general, whether they like the, the complexion of their skin, whether or not they see themselves as inferior. I don't just mean that they see somebody who's more skilled at something, but I mean on a personal level, 
that somebody of a different race or ethnic origin is somehow better than them because they, they, they have seen the image of their own people in subservient positions. And so they take that on and they see themselves, they live like that, they speak like this in conversation, that they think that they are somehow less than. We got to talk about this, y'all. Okay, I'm about to drop the link, everybody. I know it's Friday morning. And it's like, uh, it's like, Sir Hill, this is kind of deep for the morning time. We're up there trying to uh, have a good time this morning. But I think that this is an important discussion to have. I think this is an important discussion to have. All right, so excellent. Um, oh, what the funk says, no, we're not too busy to learn our history. We're distracted. Sir, this is absolutely spot on. I agree with this. We are distracted by, by things that really don't matter in the first place. It really doesn't matter. All right? Noob Zinc says, uh, Sir Hill speaks. Uh, uh, many don't know where to start. That's a good point. Bravo with uh, Sheila says, I researched my family tree. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. <clears throat> Emil says, most people do not know the true black history. My second grade teacher made sure we knew. And let me shout out to the teachers because teachers have a profound uh, impact on how children see themselves early. Y'all, we got to show teachers some love, real teachers who spend the time to invest in the development of children. So shout out to everybody, uh, uh, all the teachers don't hear, those who were teachers and those who are teachers. Uh, really appreciate you guys. All right, so I dropped the link. Um, um, I dropped the link. I want you guys, uh, uh, oh, I saw, I see a button here. Um, if I see the, I see the links. Hey, hey, and yeah, good to see you this morning. Good to see you this morning. Yeah, so I've dropped the link, guys. I want you guys to, um, let's have this conversation. Let's talk about this this morning. Um, let's talk about this this morning, all right? Good morning, Miss Erica. Good to see you, everybody. Uh, shout out to Erica. She's somebody that I know. She is uh, an upcoming content creator. Um, so make sure that you guys show some love. Uh, hit that subscribe button for her. Um, guys, if you haven't already come in and hit that subscribe button um, for us this morning, um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me turn this on really quickly. Y'all hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, we're sitting at 729 subscribers. You guys make sure y'all try to give me a, a 730 today, please. If you guys can do me that one favor, 730. I would listen, I, Sir Hale will appreciate that. Sir Hale would appreciate this. Uh, we're very close to uh, uh you know hitting some some milestones. Uh, we are 729 subscribers. The goal is to get to about 800 this week. Uh, I think we can do that. I think. I think we can do it. I think we can do that. And then I'll watch hours. So not, it won't be long before we monetize. You guys are going to see some, some more great things on here. So guys, please do that this morning. Uh, but listen, Uncle Stewart's in the building. Um, I want to have a, a discussion really quickly. And it's going to be a back and forth. We're going to talk. We're going to have a good time. But we, we, we want to address some things because I got a couple more questions on this as well. Um, so Uncle Stu, good morning to you, sir. Everybody, a warm round of applause for Uncle Stu in the building. How are you, good sir? Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Loud and clearly. All right. Good to see you. So, Uncle Steve, you know what I'm talking about. What's your thoughts on this? Well, no. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, and I'm still in a lot of now, I'm, now I went into fasting today because I am extremely upset. Um, we don't know our history. Uh, and I use 30 years. Don't know it. Um, don't want to learn it and don't want to talk to nobody that lived it in order to get a real understanding of where you are today. Um, we, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't remember us throwing 
the previous generation under buses. We understand that every generation has a struggle and every generation got to go through a struggle and every struggle that a generation go through, no one could ever predict what the unintended consequences is, but we recognize that if, you know, my father, um, he, he had to be in the back of the bus. You know what, what, what Jim Crow was about. I don't know what Jim Crow was about. So how dare I tell my father um, how he should have raised me when he came from Jim Crow South, that he, he had no right to make all his money and put me in private school. He, he didn't have a right to, to leave the South and go up North and make a great life for me. How dare him? And, and, and this is what I hear today. Um, your generation owe me. Y'all owe me. Y'all failed. What does that mean? And my attitude is, when do we just say, hey, maybe there ain't a whole lot of 50-year-olds online, and maybe we need to recognize that because the average 50-year-old is not going to get online. They're not going to sit here being doxxed all day. They're not going to sit here doing that. Um, there comes a time where we got to look and take advantage of who we got around us. Um, I think we got too much of this, you know, you owe me. Oh, what? What? Tell me. Explain. Because forgive me if it sounds angry and I'm not trying to sound that way. I did what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to raise my children and help those that's in my immediate circle. I wasn't given the gift to go out and be a, a national spokesperson when I know I live in a monolithic cultural society. And I'm talking about amongst the African-Americans. And then no matter what a person does, if you refuse the help, the aid, the support, you got to put that on you. You can't keep putting that on someone else. Well, Uncle Stu, what do you think this comes from? Because I hear that a lot as well. And it, it, in various contexts that we didn't get this, I, we, we were failed in this area. Where does that thinking come from? Two ways that thinking comes from. Um, you have a lot of, and this is where I call university, um, it's going to sound political, university liberal thinking which is, it's never your fault, no accountability. Let's either blame the white man. And now we got the generation that say, we're not only going to blame the white man, we're going to blame the old generation. We're going we gonna to blame the, 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 the so-called old civil rights leaders. We're going to blame, we just, anybody that we can think about blaming other than looking in the mirror at ourselves is what we're going to blame. Um, you know, and, and we're going to act like we lived their life. We knew their generation. We lived their generation. Their generation was this. Their gen and nobody's ever taken the time to really study the history or even ask that individual, what is your history? What did you do? So, so let me, let me ask you this. Sure. Because you, you hit on some stuff that I think needs to, we need to hear and people need to understand is... Do you do so? Let's let me give you a, an age range. So let's say in uh, people who are or above fifty, 
do you believe just from your experience that that people from 50 and above have done an adequate job of teaching us and preparing us for our history, teaching us about where we come from, our cultural pride, the things that we went through beyond the movies, beyond mm -hmm. the movies. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they've done a good job of teaching people who are under 50 that? What's your thought on that? I believe they taught the best that they could for where they were. We have to understand that in the 90s, the economy shifted. So when you have an economic shift, you have a cultural shift. You have to understand that in the 90s was the first time that we had, if you want to define the word, full integration. That means Blacks was experiencing things that our parents did not experience. Um, you have to understand that technology was, was the new up and coming science. We didn't have the internet in the 80s and the early 90s. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have full access to international information. We didn't have, you know, you had to, you know, you could just pick up something called a smartphone and get any answer you want in five seconds or less. You had to get up and go to a library. You had to get up and go to a bookstore. You had to get up and, and, and get the work and the knowledge that you needed today. You can pick up a cell phone get and get any, any information you want. You have access to worldwide information today, which means the same way you can get it faster today. People in the, in the 90s, my, my generation didn't have it that easy. Yeah. Period. And that's like e equating, oh, I can get in the car and I can go 90 miles an hour, but your parents can get in the same car but maybe they can only go 50 miles an hour. Now you mad at them because you say they driving slow. Well, wait a minute. Do you realize what did they have access to that maybe kept them from driving slow? Let's take the, the if you take it a little bit above and you talk about the baby boomers, they came out of World War II. It was a totally different mindset coming out of World War II. Then you had the Vietnam era. That was a whole different mindset in the Vietnam era. Then you had the, the beginning of the hip-hop era. Whole different mindset. New York City hip-hop was totally different than Los Angeles hip-hop, which was totally different than Florida, which was totally different than Atlanta, Georgia. So, you, you, you know, and back then, they was talking about, uh, uh, you know, if you look at what, what was coming out of Florida, was the first time they challenged the First Amendment rights. You know, so no, we don't have a complete history. And I think that when we're not being genuine and not being honest and basically sitting down and saying, hey, this is what I need. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I don't understand. I tell you right now, there's a whole bunch of 50 year olds that would be glad to give up their knowledge, their wisdom, their time and their money. I do it every single day. But when the very people I've tried to help, I'm not saying you, but just speaking in general, tried to help and they throw it back on me like, well, you ain't doing enough. Okay, I don't know what else you need me to do. Because if I'm sacrificing away my wife and I'm sacrificing away my kids to try to help you and you still saying, my generation owe you. 
then something, something, it can no longer be me. You know something? So to that point, here's what I think it is. And you can tell me what you think about this. Chad, first of all, two, two things. Chad, I want you guys to uh, answer a question for me. Those who are under 50, um, say I say 45. 35. Yeah, so, uh, no, so I'm going to say about, I want to say about 50. Um, because yeah. it's uh, year 20, about 70s, yeah, about that age. So do you believe that your grandparents, your mothers, did they do a good job of teaching you about your history? I want to hear from you guys. Not just the movie, not Color Purple, not not the not the movies, but real, like, I, I know this. This is, let me, let me tell you about what, where we come from. And not just traumas. Because Uncle Stu, I think in the Black community, we hand down traumas. We don't hand down history. We hand down uh, the, the bad things, and we don't learn from that, but we don't learn the good parts. What's your thought about that? Uh, I agree. But see, you know, I, I, I totally agree. And I think we're not being, I think you said it earlier, or someone in the chat said it earlier. Um, we don't all come from this, this, I'm trying to get the right word. We don't all come from broken homes, yep. which, is, which is a lie. We don't all come from poverty which is a lie. Some of us grew up pretty good and we need to be acknowledged of that. Some of the ideals of liberalism and conservatism, we were talking about this back in the eighties and the nineties, but we don't wanna, we wanna throw away blacks that say, hey, we didn't grow up this way, but we'd be glad to teach you. We're told, oh, nah, we don't wanna hear from you, that you, you, you not black. You're not one of us. We all don't have fathers. Well, wait a minute, I do, but let me show you what is. No, we don't want to hear from you because you didn't come from that direction, or 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 you didn't go to prison, so you can't relate to me. Or 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 you know, your generation just ain't crap, and and we don't want to hear from you. And then when you try to take the deep dive, well, okay, well, I I I got a platform. I'm here to listen, but where you run? You run the women platforms. You 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 go to you go to everything but the opposite of what you say. You complaining about? You say, oh well, I uh, we need mental health. Okay, well I get you the mental health doctors, and nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. I got the data and the facts and the statistics to prove it. Right there on my platform. Uncle Stu, I think it's deeper than that. See, I think it's deeper than that. So, well, so let me tell you what I think. And again, this is mm -hmm. this 34 year old talking, you know what I mean? So, and the in the chats, there's a mixture yeah. of people who said that yes, they got that. A lot of us didn't. Uncle Stu, the truth is a lot of us didn't get it. And I think that there's a couple of reasons for that. I think that because a lot of our people who went through traumas and there was trauma as people in the chat are bringing up some good things about the crack uh, epidemic when heroin came onto the scene, when we got these freedoms, you know, you know, HIV became a thing because of all the liberations that we had, us trying to find our way into society to, to have a piece of the American dream, mm -hmm. right? We, a lot of us wrecked ourselves and our, a lot of our elders in Uncle Sue, now uh, this is my perspective. Mm -hmm. A lot of our elders were dealing with their own traumas, and it's hard to translate our the the good stuff when we got it. We're struggling with addiction. We're struggling with brokenness. We're struggling with with the the, the brokenness of homes, with the the change in music. Our concept is changing. How we're depicted in the media is changing. To to combat all of this, 
here's where I think the real issue is. And here's how I, I want to get your perspective. I think in a lot of cases, our parents had hit it so hard that they wanted to make it better for us. And in making it better for us, some of the hardships that made them appreciative, that made them strong and solid, those lessons, a lot of us, we stopped getting. Because we wanted, we we said this dangerous thing. I want my kids to have what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. What's your thought about that? I agree. I agree. I, I think that there's a lot of information as far as the traumas and, and everything else. And it's definitely there. Um, I don't think any parent, even, even me, I you, you always hear me say, um, whoever learns with me and listens to me, I want you to be two and three times better than me. You know, I don't want you to be like me or even equal. I want you to be above because I see greatness and success. Um, So, yeah. um, But if that conversation is constantly being had, um, is being had on the basis of, hey, we went through this. We're in a pandemic right now and there is no way it is impossible for anybody to prepare for, for a time like this. So I I think, yeah, there is that conversation. And I think that conversation has been taking place. Um, I can't, but you can't hold a whole generation for what your parents did not do. That's the hostage. Does this speak to, does this speak to the idea that we still as a community, we still do see ourselves as a collective? Because if the only way a person can say a generation failed is, is if somehow I'm looking to something from those who have gone before us. Here's the what question. do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Here's the question. Who are you talking about? What city are you talking about? Where are you talking about? Are you talking about people in the South? Are you talking about people in Chicago? Are you talking about people in New York? Are you talking about people in California? Because I'm going to tell you right now, when I moved to the South, the history they was teaching in the South and the history they were teaching up North was polar opposite. Absolutely. And so we got to we got to confront that the South is still taught about this northern aggression. The South was still taught more about Dr. King. The South is still taught some history that northerners are not taught. Yeah. And and so So, we got to recognize that we got a diversity of history. And when you go overseas, you're taught something totally different about black Americans, then you can even recognize right here. Now, as far as community, community is concerned, you have to define what, what is it that you're looking at when you say community? Are you talking community of a particular social class? Community of a particular, you know, race? So I can tell you, I can tell you, I think you why I see another black people. You go I, yeah. Whenever I see black people, it's you black, we community. But That's as simple right. as it go. But Ados won't define that. Hmm. If you don't recognize yourself as being descended of slaves, then they already hmm. they already dismiss you. When I grew up, we were supposed to be descendants of kings and queens. Now, all of a sudden, we got to be the descendant of slaves. If you're not part of the pro-black, this 21st century, Pan-African movement, they attack you for who you are. So if we can't even be, if we got to be a part of one group and dismissed over that group, because let's say I don't accept the narrative 
of Adolf's. Now I'm not considered black. If I don't, you know, consider myself a liberal and I go a different political, now I'm an Uncle Tom, a coon and a sellout. So there's a difference between, hey, we are gonna be black and yeah, fight for something. Each one of us may be fighting in different areas, but we all trying to reach the same goal. But if we all killing each other over what section we are, how can we act as a collective when the when the so-called heads of these groups today, not yesterday, but today, is destroying us? For example, let's just look at YouTube. What groups is attacking other male groups? If we're all supposed to be unified, we are now in a position where we are media. We control the narrative. We do. We control it. When you wake up in the morning and you get behind that camera, you control the narrative. Why are we still doing the worst of the worst on you? I got a response for you. I got a response. Yeah. So if you got if you got some of my thumbnail, I ended it. You guys noticed I had the Black History deal. Yeah. I had a couple of great figures. And what did I have at the very end was money. Mm -hmm. Because we aspire to money now. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. It ain't the it ain't the uplifting of people. It is it is money. If I get my money, then I'm good. I'm great. I've arrived. I'll still arrived. Listen, I got I got my Bentley. I've got my nice house. Got, got it tucked away. Nice big house. I got the nice clothes on. Because our aspiration is money is no longer culture. It's no longer our future. We live in the moment. We live in the now. And Uncle Stu, I honestly think that we just don't care. I don't think we care very much anymore. Not until something terrible happens. And now we start to see the necessity of knowing our history and having a culture. But as long as we got money, as long as we're good, for the most part, Uncle Stu, I don't think that people care. That's just my perspective on that. I struggle. And, the, I, and then good, I want to say, and, and then I want to, I want to say something to what you said before. That mm -hmm. it is as black people, we don't have time to because you in this class, you got this education, you got this degree, you have this skin complexion. We ain't got that. Is the that's that's like childhood stupidity. Exactly. We don't have time for clicks in the community. Right. I, listen, y'all, clip this. We don't got time for clicks in the community. We are right. all one people. And I think that when, when I when I read things like this and I see the greats like, you know, new people like Dr. King and Harriet Tubman, and you got, you know, Gandhi, and you got uh, Michelle Obama. We got all these people on here. We don't have time to be, you know what's Uncle Steve, you know what's funny? We're not funny, but it's interesting. We, our, our ancestors fought to overcome segregation and then we just recreate it. We create it in our own, we recreate that segregation in our own community. Yeah. Uncle Stu, help me to understand this. And while you're doing it, I'm going to bring up Talk with Tori because he got something to share with us as well. Yeah, we 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 recreated it, and 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 I think there's a lot of blacks who's trying to fight it um, on my generation level. But again, you got to remember, every fight is not on the internet. Let me let me make that real clear. Every fight is not on the internet. The average fifty year old is not online. Mm. Healthy families are not on. See, and, and this is the thing I try to get people to understand. Healthy 50 year old families and couples are not online. They're not going to just get on YouTube 
and begin to show you what a happy couple look like. That that's that's reality number one. Um, people who have a nice job and a nice home and go to a night, they're not going to get online and say, "Hey, let me show you my nice family." So that that's reality number one. Reality number two: if if I got my friends and we can live in peace, and it's not about the struggle or the fight. We can live in peace. And anybody that wants help, hey, we there, we right there to help. It's not always going to be online. It is not. And I think we don't take the time. And I'm going to use the word we, but I, I, I fight. We don't take the time to respect those that are older that have made that sacrifice to get online. We call them old. We call them stupid. We, 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 we blame their history. And even when they say, hey, let's sit down, let's have a conversation. Let's, let's talk about it. Let me, let me hear from you. We don't want to hear from you. We, we, we got this. And it's like, okay, um, I'm, I'm trying to be here, trying to be an ear. I'm trying to hear. But no, you're right. I, I got this platform. I'm a blame. I'm a. I'm a blame. Uh, Al Sharpton. I'm a blame. Uh, 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 Jesse. J I'm a blame them. But it's like I got a question. Do you know their history? Do we live in a culture where are they allowed to make mistakes? And maybe we we just need to do a cost correction. Are we aware that you know the sacrifice? Whether I like every everything that Jesse Jackson has done, whether I like it or not. Are we aware that this man had a son that was under so much pressure mm -hmm. that he had a mental health illness? We don't give a damn about that. We don't care that to do what you need, even Kwame Brown said, hey, I didn't recognize the sacrifice of the mentor because he was leaving his wife his kids to deal with me. So when I say I got hurt yesterday, this ain't the first time. I'm really in prayer and fasting because everybody don't know how many hours away from brown eyes I stay to do what? Hey man, you all right? I don't ask nobody to do anything for me for free. But there's content creators that will crucify my generation, but you couldn't get them on your platform unless you pay them. But so they're the going to destroy me. So let me speak to, to people. Let's, it's, couple, it's a couple things. I think that if in our, within our community, there's two things that we, we lack. That's one thing. We lack respect for our elders. I think that this happens because in our families, a lot of us don't have elders. Uncle Stu, a lot of people don't have elders. Right. We don't have elders. And so we didn't learn how to do that. We didn't learn how to have elders um, within the family. So that's one thing. And here's the other thing. We don't extend grace in our families. And so let's say, let's say talk with Toy is my uncle. And he didn't, you know, you know, he didn't do all the things that I thought he should do. But I'm so close to him. And I, I have such a true picture of the peace that I know that I'm stuck on what I know and I don't know the things that happened before I ever existed because he had to live a life before me. 
And I think with with us, we we don't have grace. Like it, my mother is uh, uh, over. Uh, she she's she's seventy. And I thought about the beauty of this. I, my mother is an elder. She is an elder. And when she speaks, whether I agree with what my mom is saying or not, whether I understand, my mom is old respect. I don't care. There's certain things I'm not going to say around her, certain things I'm not going to do around her, because my mother, my elder, deserves respect. Uncle Stu, talk with Tober. Can we speak to that about how we've lost respect and the need for grace in our communities? Well, a lot of times, you know, uh, especially when it comes down to uh, this generation, you have younger uh, grandmothers, younger grandfathers, younger uh, parents. So, and what was passed down even through, you know, the generations uh, were not, you know, it was a lot of things that were not passed down, the different values and different things like that. And, um, and another thing, I don't like to uh, generalize at all because, uh, you know, the black community, we as a community, we are not uh, monolithic. We uh, we have different backgrounds. Um, you know, some of us, like Uncle Stu said, uh, some of us wasn't raised in poverty. No, you know, not all of us was raised in poverty. So we're not monolithic uh, in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, and I think that that's um, that's a that's a problem, you know, when it comes down to trying to uh, when it comes down to try to uh, generalize and different things like that. We just have to understand uh, each other's experiences. You know, I understand Uncle Sue's uh, experience. I understand Sir Hill's uh, experience. We have to understand those different experiences and where we can go, you know, as a uh, people uh, to uh, progress. And I think that's what that's what it's all about. It's just about understanding. And with the with the elders, um, especially, you know, I'm almost hitting uh, 50, you know, and man, you know, it's it's a lot of things that, you know, I have seen, but I I've I've. I can't even say that I've seen, uh, you know, the Jim Crow era, anything like that. Right. And uh, even uh, some of the uh, the people that I know, my friends that are in their uh, 50s and late 50s and stuff like that. You know, we we probably have seen different things, but we never seen the eras that uh, our grandparents and great grandparents have. Uh, and to try to just cast down and say that they they failed or, or uh, they, you know, they did this and they did that. I think that that's a disservice, you know, because, and I, and I do agree that there was a lot of trauma. If you think about slavery, if you think about Jim Crow, if you think about all these things and then thinking about raising a family and uh, all that, uh, all that stress of, you wind up going through so much hurt and of course hurt people hurt people in some cases, in some cases, hurt people, hurt people. And, and I, you know, there we go, you know, so that's what, that's what I believe. I believe that we can't cast uh judgment upon that. 
And 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 mm. and to add to what 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 talk with Tori said, um, I'm gonna chuckle. There's nothing that you can't learn because you got instant internet. Sorry, especially you don't even now. Need to hear my story. You can sit there and Google stories of the '80s. Exactly. Stories of the so you're still without excuse as but, to but Uncle Stu. Uncle Stu, I, I hear that. Reason, but yeah. But here's 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 the only reason why I'm I'm in theory. This is only a theory. Saying that is because whatever I need to know today, either I'm online or I'm on the phone going to the person that has the answer. And if someone is making themselves available to me, that's saying I'm here to be a beacon of light, to be a hope, to to to, to extend that olive branch and you stick your middle finger up to it. What do you expect the other generation to do? Cause like I said, I'm, I'm looking, I've been asking last night and I'm asking all day today. I'm asking my generation. Did you ever blame the last generation for what you did or did not do or did not get accomplished? I mean, that's where we're trying to figure out. And, and, and that is something, you know, when you look at various generations and generation shifts, you know, do, do everybody realize that Malcolm X was in his 20s? Dr. King was in his 20s when they was doing this? You know, they wasn't 50-year-old men. They was 20-something years old. And sometimes certain people in certain areas, all they can do is say, hey, I can financially support you. You know, it's funny, as they say, when you're young, you're liberal. When you get old, you get conservative. You know, and basically what that means is when, you, when you're young and you ain't got nothing to lose, you can fight for everything you want. The older you get, you got a lot more to lose. It doesn't mean you're scared of the white man or scared of this. You got more to lose. So let's say, for example, you get online, you make a statement. Some 25-year-olds say, we don't like what talk with Tory said. So I'm going to go, and I'm going to dox him, and we're going to find out every... So all of Tory's life is now thrown out there, doxed, finances tore up, all because you got mad at a statement he made. Because you didn't agree with it. So now you destroy this man's life. Because you got emotional. Or you 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 tell Tori who may have uh you know maybe maybe went through this with children. Maybe maybe he was an alcoholic and now he done recovered. Maybe maybe he was all this bad stuff in his 20s and 30s. And now he's been redeemed. We don't, we don't, we don't. I, I, I'm doing a thing on Whoopi Goldberg when I say apology is no longer enough in our society. Why? Because if you're not God-like, we don't want to recognize you. Meaning. Okay. Okay, so, so I got pushed back sure. a, a little bit. Sure, and let me back. And let me get, and, and talk with Tori. And for those of you in the chat, because we got to talk about the other side as well. Because I think that we do have to respect our elders. But I think some elders sometimes 
they are the cause of some of the pain that we see in our youth as well. And a lot of our elders do have pride, where if you come and you say something, this is why we have a, a generation of individuals it, that they don't, that they could, see, when we grow, we know a lot of stuff we couldn't talk about. We couldn't ask questions about certain stuff because you get popped in your mouth, right? You get told to, you don't ask me questions. Uncle Stu, the truth is, we got to deal with that side of it too, that a lot the of question. the elders that we grew up, cultural, Uncle Stu, but, but yeah. a lot of it that we got, a lot of the traumas we got were because of our elders didn't heal or they didn't have the chance to, however we want to say this, that they didn't mm -hmm. heal from their stuff and they passed that down. And the generation now is like saying, you know what, we need to talk about this. We need to, we need to, we need to really deal with this. And what a lot of people get is, well, here's my story. Here's what I went through. Here's why I couldn't give you what you need. And we want an apology, but we, we have to keep on hearing what they went through as a way to deflect from the, the injury that they inflicted upon the kids. Okay, my question is, and, and I ask this and I keep asking, who? And the reason I ask the word who is because how can I apologize for something I didn't do to you? See, so we have displaced aggression. I can't blame talk with Tori for something my dad did. It, it, see, see, sooner or later, we got to look in the mirror and say, am I angry at a generation or am I angry at my father or am I angry at my mother? You know, someone came to me and I felt it was a very honest question. They said, hey, I want to talk to you about what my parents went through in New York, living it. And I said, I can't give you that answer. I don't know what your parent went through because we wasn't boys. I, I don't know what they <laughs> went through. Uncle how, Stu, how can so, you say that? Let me get pushback on this. Sure. Now it's, so now it's different. So what you said before is that there was somebody who said that, you know, our, our elders failed us. And your response to this was, you know, you, it, it made you feel some kind of way. But could not, could not same thing be said that the anger is displaced because that's a one-to-one -one situation? Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. If you're going to be angry at something, you have to target where that anger is. Okay, let me let me say it this way. If my ex-wife did something that hurt me, that tried to destroy me, do I blame all women for what for what one woman did? Let, let me respond to that. What happens if that happens and then you talk to you know, another man and that happened to him. And then y'all talk up and link up with a couple of other men and it happened to them. And you start to find out that this is a common thing that's going on. Okay. Then and then what? that one woman that shows up that says, I'm willing to help and willing to do whatever it takes to communicate. And you don't accept it. What do you want that one woman to do? I'll tell you what I, I think it is. So I think that I think at this juncture in our history now, we are ready to have a conversation. I think we're ready to talk. I think I last think that night proved prove, prove something totally different. Uncle Stu, let, let me let me say this point. Yeah. I think we're ready to talk. It's probably going to go along with what you're thinking. We're ready to talk. A lot of sides are not ready to hear. Because hearing that maybe I did something that I wasn't aware of, that's a lot to ingest. Because what a lot of us younger and what people who are like under 40 get is when we bring up stuff, this is just culturally. When we bring up stuff, we get told, well, this is why I went through this. This is why I did what we did. And some kids have never gotten an apology. 
have never gotten, you know, the chance to really say it without it being twisted and turned around. Uncle Stu, this is a real thing. So this is not to say that we shouldn't this is not to say that we shouldn't respect our elders. Yeah. Uncle Stu, so this this is not to say that we shouldn't respect our elders. Right. But on Uncle Stu, our elders have to respect our youth as well. What do you say to that? I think respect is is dual, but my question would be, what's the apology? And and the reason I'm saying that, I, I'm throwing it out from an intellectual perspective now. So I should pick up the phone and tell my dad to give me an apology for anything that I felt, I believe, he didn't do right. Not even didn't do right. See, people are not saying, I, I got a list of apologize for this, apologize for this, apologize for this, apologize for this. It's not an apology for everything. It's apology for the, the it's, it's, it's the thing that I missed that I needed. And when I tried to communicate it to you, you slapped it down, you disregarded it. That's what we're talking about. Let me ask you this. Again, is the anger towards a generation or towards your own father, towards your own family? So we keep on saying that, Uncle Sue. And, and, so that's what I'm saying. So and that's the, the, where I say the I, accountability I, I, is coming I, I, in. Because if Stu, I never Uncle, been Uncle Stu, Uncle Stu, Uncle Uncle Stu, Uncle Stu, Uncle Stu. So what I'm saying is, so you're what you're saying is right, but you're so you're giving the elders grace and you're not giving no legroom for the for the people who feel like the elders didn't do what they were supposed to do. And I'm saying we're gonna what need we grace on both sides. Well, we supposed I will, to do I, I'll start by, by, by hearing us. I'm telling you, talking to some uh, elders, right. I'm telling you, talking to some elders, they don't listen well. Some elders do not listen. And that pride of thinking I'm right and it was my way and this is this is what happened to me. And, you know, y'all young folks don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all we had to go through this. A lot of elders don't listen well. Okay. You got an elder that listens. So what's the excuse? Well, no, no, no. So, so no, that's, no, that's no. Do, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Meaning there are elders online right now. I can give you a whole list about seven of them that is saying, okay, we're here. We're willing to listen. We're willing to hear. We're willing never to give pushback. But guess where everybody goes? They don't go to the elders platforms. Uncle Stu, elders in a lot of cases don't listen well. I'm telling you, this is what it is. If a lot, the reason why a lot of uh, a lot of people go to a particular talking point, I mean a particular page, is because they they're heard. Like one thing before I started this my YouTube deal, I went and I looked and I said, why people listen to certain people? People who speak, people listen to people who speak, but people who listen and they they feel heard, they'll always have an audience. And not let's take YouTube off the table. There's a lot of people in real life that they can go and tell certain things to their elders because their elders are either too prideful, they got there in their own mind, and they don't think that they should give the right or the respect to people to tell them that, hey, you know, maybe I've done something wrong. It's like, nope, you get slapped down and you get told their history about what they had to go through and what they didn't have. We didn't have counseling and I did. Here's a big one. I did the best that I could. And we say, I did the best that I could. And once we hear that, then it stops the conversation. And I start feeling bad because I'm like, dang, you know what? I feel I feel selfish for bringing up my things because, yeah, they did go through all of this. They did do the best that they could. They didn't have what I had. They didn't have the Internet. And so now I feel guilty and I never get a chance to heal my wounds 
because now I've got empathy for the wounds of the people who are my elders. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Uh, go ahead, talk with Tori. Yes, sir. I got one more question. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear you. Yes, sir. And, I was, and, I was, and, uh, and chat, make sure y'all get into this as well. What do y'all think about what we're talking about? And this is just conversation, y'all. This is just good conversation. Yeah, that's what I was going to address about the uh, the chat because uh, I believe Matt, Matt Speaks uh, was asking, you know, what is, uh, what are we calling an elder? What are we calling an elder? And that's one of the things that I was uh, trying to get a grip of too, you know. Uh, you know what age range are we talking about or what type of um you know generation or characteristic you know what are we calling the elder when we say the elders have given up or we talking about the ones that were 70 80 years old or uh the ones that's 50 years old you know what what are we saying when we say elders i'm with Anya on this I one answer that um i'm with Anya personally she says, I consider my elder any person who is older than myself. And I think that that's like, like 55-ish around that age and up. That's me personally. Okay. Yeah, I I, I think what 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 uh thinking man podcast, you better be ready Saturday, sir, because we're gonna have this conversation again. Um he's coming on my platform. <laughs> right. I say that anyone that's an elder is someone who has earned that level of respect um, because not everybody that's old is smart. Not everybody that's yes. old is wise. That's a fact. Um, and, and I'll make that real clear because there's some 50-year-olds that I'm like, dude, are you serious? This is how you still living? Exactly. Um, so I think that is really a term of endearment that is given only to those who has earned that respect. Um so I mean I, I ain't gonna lie I've I've had people call me an elder in in the black manosphere um, uncle as a term of endearment not only is that my name but as as that level of of respect um, but I would say eldership is a term that is earned it is not just something implied because even me growing up there was only certain people that I would call the respected elders versus others who was just old and a fool. So I, I think that's, it was the word uh, subjective as opposed to if you, this age, you're the elder of the community. No, I think it has to be earned um, pretty much. And it, it has to be earned by, by hard not works. It had to be earned by, by love. It has to be earned by, you know, what, what are you willing to talk about? What are you, what are you willing to teach? How are you able to love? How are you, able to hear this i think there's so many different facets of it you know that 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 has to be done so let me say something to that part i i, I agree and i disagree go for it i agree i agree in the fact that there in in terms of being the elder who's respected who can who can impart wisdom absolutely right but as people get older i think that we got to bestow a level of respect to them um uh and and treat them like they are elderly I think that we have to we have to give that that respect because they've lived life they've been through some things and even the person who may not have learned the most or you know don't they can't give you the most people who have lived life even people who I thought you know that they that they weren't a respectable elder even they've been through some stuff it doesn't mean that they're the most mature thing it doesn't mean that you know I will listen to them on, on certain things for advice 
But I think there's a baseline of respect that we got to give people who don't live life for a long time. So I agree with what you're saying that there mm-hmm. is some work that has to go into it. But I, I want to say because a lot of our youth will hear something like that and think, well, you know, you're 60 years old. You ain't done nothing. You ain't done nothing. So, like, no, we respect our elders, period. Period. I don't care who you are and where you are. We respect our elders. Yeah. And also, I believe, like you, you said earlier, that there should be uh, grace on both sides. And um, people that have, um, you know, that have uh, trauma in the in the past and, you know, have experienced uh, different things uh, with uh, elders, their their experience uh, should be respected, you know, also. And I think in a, in a lot of cases, you do have that where people have uh, experienced uh, different things with elders, with people of older age, and they felt that that person or uh, that group let them down. Uh, but we can't take that uh, take that whole mentality on the whole entire uh, group because there are elders that are uh, trying to reach out and give wisdom and lead us. And of course, there are uh, there are even young people that are trying to uh, move forward, and um, and and they know the uh, the plight of the of the past, and they know that uh, we have to move forward, you know, to uh, make a better future. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it's when we talk about stuff like this, you know, there's a lot of uh, generalization because we're not monolithic we just come from different backgrounds we we uh you know there's a nice majority of us <laughs> that came from a poverty background and there's a nice majority of us that came from a well um you know well to do or or uh middle class you know so is we're, we're not monolithic as you travel you know east to west uh, south, you you you'll find out that there are so many type of uh, different experiences among mm. our community, and and a lot of those uh, experiences they can range to a whole entire uh, region of people that had the same experience, and then you go to another region. Uh, that region is totally different from the other region. You know, then you have a, a region where there's uh, a diverse of experiences. So, mm-hmm. you know, we I want to send a shout out to Big Man's podcast. Yeah. Big Man's podcast. Thanks for being here, man. Glad to see you, man. Thanks so much for being here. Yep. So, yep. And I also say, and, I, and I'm habitually saying, help me help you, which means you got to tell me what you need. Right. For me to help you. If you can't tell me what you need, I don't know how to help you. If you say, Uncle Stu, I need mental health, and I go out and get the mental health because you're helping me to help you. If I'm asking certain questions and I'm saying, okay, help me help you, and then I go get the help, and then you don't show up, there's nothing I can do. When I say, help me help you, if you say, well, the elders don't listen. Okay, help me help you. I'm listening. And then I say, okay, what's what's the problem? Okay, I can speak to this one. So 
I've always had now. Now we're about to get now. Listen, y'all. I'm supposed to be off of this, but I'm gonna get us another another few minutes. Talk with Troy, yeah. please don't go. I'll still still be here. Mm-hmm. I have always had an okay. issue with my with older black men, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because as a as an individual who aspires to be an intellectual, somebody who aspires to be a leader, mm-hmm. I have always had conflict with older black men. Um, it, it's always I got to be you know smashed up under them. I got to be less than. And as I become a, a, a man myself, that respect for me being a man is not there. The second thing is, is in having a conversation, there are elders who will theoretically say, talk to me, I'm listening to you. But as you're talking, they try to deconstruct what you're saying, deconstruct what you feel about it, deconstruct your experience about it until, it's, it, until it reflects how the elder thinks. Because we just can't we can't accept in a lot of cases that somebody's experience or perspective is different than their own. What do you what do you say to that? My question would be because I make it personal. Have I ever made you feel that way? You mean like personally? Yeah. <laughs> so no, not personally. No, 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 it's no, no. There's a there's a reason why I said it because you said something extremely enlightening. Okay. So, so let, me, let me start. So when I when I bring up these things, no, 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 I'm not no, talking no, no. about any. But it's let, not let me, let me. Okay. Yeah, let, me, let me. Let me. So I'm not talking about personally, mm-hmm. but I mean in general. And this is honestly the reason why a lot of a lot of young men are like, you know what? T- to heck with this. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not talking to you, because a lot of, and I'm just going to say a lot of our older black men, mm-hmm. unless they you see it the way I see it, and you this how you think about it, then you know a, a lot of us we just don't know how to listen. We'll talk for hours, and then we got short term a tr- short term span for how well we listen. Well, see, the and this is why a lot I, of this is why a yeah. lot of people who are younger, but like you know, forget this, f this. You know what? I'm because they because it's not that they're trying to be disrespectful; they're frustrated because you said not you, but our right. elders are saying, "Come talk to me." And when we talk to you, we twisting what we saying. We can't finish out till we can't get it out. It's it's getting re narrated, and you you said you wanted to hear some. When we're trying to be heard, it's like you're not really listening. Right. That's what that's what they're saying. No, the only reason why I say that is because let's go from general back to where I'm going. If you say. Uncle Stu, this is what's going on with the elders. The elders are doing this, 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 this and this. And guess what I have to do? I have to make sure that I'm not doing this, this, Mm -hmm. this, 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 this and this. So if I say to you. Have I done that to you? It is for you to dig deep and either say yes and then show me an example or no. Why? Because then I can take that same information to older people and say, hey, this is what they're really saying. This is what they're saying we're doing. Because if I don't know what I'm doing that's offending you, how can I fix what I don't know I'm doing? Well, I can tell you. I I can tell you. And and I think this is where us as black men, we have to get more uh, insightful. That sometimes is we can't wait for them to say something. Their body language tell you. Like we'll start to notice there'll be difference in how they explain, how they communicate. We got to be more conscientious of that because sometimes a lot of us out of respect, we don't want to hurt our elders. We don't want our elders to feel bad. And so we'll we'll keep things to ourselves, right? And so I think that if we we have to look at more than words because how they how they approach you, their temperament, you can feel the energy. 
that stuff shifts when they're not being heard. And there's a lot of a lot of people who want to talk to the elders, want to talk to the men. But as soon as they do, they bring up, I can tell you what has happened in my own life. I've gone through some things where I just needed some guidance. I needed some guidance about my own stuff, right? I need one thing. Hey, what's your idea on this one thing? And then I got to hear two hours of their story about what they didn't been through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, hold on, you said you wanted to hear me. And oftentimes it's like a, we go and we try to get advice and we get dumped on. And this is what happens. We're, we we say we want to have a conversation, but a lot of us are just not heard. We're not heard. Black men, we got to do a better job of hearing and not letting what was being what they're seeing trigger us to make us think about the stuff we've been through, but to hear them, to let them know that what you're saying is valuable, that I love you. I appreciate you coming to me. I, it, I, I appreciate the fact that you trusted me enough to mm -hmm. come to me and that you come to me looking for wisdom. Once we establish that, I think that our young people are going to feel a lot more comfortable because they know that you value what they have to say and that you're not going to try, not you, mm -hmm. right? but that our elders are not going to try to twist it to make twist it into a way that it makes sense to them. But I'm respecting what they're saying. What do you think about this? I'm listening. I told you, help me help you. That's why yep. I said I made it. I made it all about. Do I do this? Why did I make it personal? Because what sense does it? What does it make if I sit there? This is Uncle Stu's. This is Uncle Stu has already done it on the stream today. Um, respect. Thank you. Um. And why? Why do I say what I say? Because if you're saying everyone, and I, and I know you're not talking about hundred percent. But if you're saying that, then I have to make sure I'm not doing what you're saying is being done. See, everybody don't know. We talk offline. <laughs> but it got to be done. But at the same time, um, not dismissing what you say. Now, remember, we said we're going to do the reverse. So here's the reverse. A man, can't, a man can't sit up there and say, Hey, I'm here to help you. Tell me what you need. You tell them and you go get it. Then you go somewhere else and say, well, there ain't nobody out here to help me. Wait a minute. Didn't he try to help you? But see, it's what I just said before. See, this is what, this is what we miss as men. So I said to you, I need something. Mm -hmm. And this is as fathers, this is how we miss it. Right. And I'm just throwing that out because I want to hear all the arguments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what we miss is, is the establishing that trust. That is not that I heard what you said, but I hear you. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. there's, so there's a difference between, you know, my wife saying, hey, uh, uh, babe, I, I want to get this, 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 uh, this bluebell ice cream. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm, let me go get you the ice cream. It's a difference between she saying, babe, I want to spend time with you. Mm -hmm. Let's go get some, right? You see what I'm saying? Right. Uh, uh, we hear the thing, but we don't hear the person. And I think that as fathers, as, as, as men, we have to establish that level of trust so that when we are talking, now listen, there's got to be a level of respect because I'm not your, you know, we're not, I believe that if you're my elder, you're my elder, there's a level of, I won't say deference, but there's a level of respect that I'm, I see you in a different way. You're going to get some respect, some honor because mm -hmm. you are an elder, but there also has to be connection and relationship mm -hmm. that I know that you, you're not looking down on me, looking down on me like I'm nothing but that you're you're looking at me from a purview 
You're not above me to look down on me. You're above me to see what I don't see so that you can guide me in an area so that I'm my best. And I think once once that's communicated and there's a healthy level of respect that way, I think there's going to be a great emergence of how youth respond to elders because that relationship, that connection part and that respect, that I think that's what's missing. Okay. What do you think about that? I'm listening. I see. <laughs> yeah, when Uncle, yeah, when Uncle Stu did this. <laughs> Uncle Stu is pondering. He's pontificating <laughs> over what we talk about. <laughs> talk with what you got on this? Yeah. And I, I wanted so. to I wanted to bring this up because this is <laughs> a lot of people want to say this, they just can't articulate it. And right. I spent a lot of time just mulling over this because I want us to be better as a community. And I do think that it's going to start with with fathers. With, right. with men leading the conversation because we're taught men don't talk. Men don't communicate. Men hold it all they know. We are going to be the ones to trans to to, to transform this. So I talked with Troy. What you got on this? Yeah, I totally agree with uh, being a listener and not being a uh, selective uh, listener, but being a uh, a listener. And also, I agree with uh, what Uncle Stu is saying too. You know, in his uh, type of situation where you know someone's asking for help, and then you help them. Uh, and then they then they say uh, nobody's here to help me or whatever they 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 give you some type of pushback or whatever. So uh, I, I I do agree with with that uh, you know situation because a lot of times when people and I think a lot of times when people do that they have <laughs> they're not really asking for that particular thing. You know, there's some type of underlining uh, problem or underlining situation that they have, and you may not even be able to to uh, help them in that particular area. You know, and and then you have some people they they have uh, they 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 mask they mask their uh, emotions uh, even to the uh, a uh, extent where they. They say they want help. You know, I, I I need help. I need help. But in actuality, internally, they don't want the help because they want to keep on. They want to keep that same pattern, the same rewiring in their in their mind, mm -hmm. and, and they're not willing to willing to change. So, and, and I think in uh, you know when Uncle Stu experiencing that. Uh, particular situation you may be experiencing that with those uh, certain type of people uh, mm -hmm. and 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 you do have uh, some people that that uh, maybe it's the way that we talk you know they want they they do want a relationship they do want uh, some type of trust and we think that we're giving them uh, something but we're not giving them what they actually what they actually want Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. I, I love what you just said. And I think that's the heart of it. Right. We're, we're See, I've learned and, and this. Now, I'm a young dad, so y'all can school me because I'm just, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying I, I ain't got all the, I ain't got all the game, but I'm learning to hear what they don't say. Uncle Stu, you talk about this a lot. 
about mm-hmm. hearing what they don't say because I think this is what kids need. They 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 are articulating from their vantage point, and I think that they're looking for the elders to see what they can't say. But Emil says something that I, I that I think is the heart of what I was talking about. He said, "My biological father never apologized for not being there for me. He blamed everyone else." Remember, I said earlier hey, that when we I talk to my elders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that we were talking about this, and that when we bring up things, our elders talk about what they've been through, our, their, they, their story, they talk about what they've been through, and they don't acknowledge what the children are saying. And here's the sad part. She says he passed away, and, and sorry, Emil, it's very sorry to hear this. He passed away, but never acknowledging what he did and how it left and it, how it left me vulnerable, thank God for my family. What do you think about this? Sure. Let me speak to that. Ms. Mills, I'm quite sure that you know. Can you bring that back up? Real quick. He's a black man unfiltered. Can you bring that back up? Ms. Mills, I'm going to speak to this because this is on my platform. As you know, my oldest daughter and I had these same exact conversations. So I will refer you back to those conversations that's still on the platform. Um, I think there's a duality. Um, you say he blamed everyone else. Here's the duality. Um, yes, if you want to say he should apologize, absolutely. But at the same time, I think you need to listen to the duality of that conversation. Um, my daughter and I became healed because my daughter was able to listen to the duality of the conversation, meaning, yeah, I'm able to acknowledge my part in our relationship, but she also had to acknowledge some factors that was also in that relationship as well. Um, and I think that, you know, this is part of that manosphere kind of conversation where there's a lot of men that um been through some things and there's some truths that is not always told in the narratives of a lot of these um, broken homes. But I would definitely extend an olive branch to you to have that private conversation one-on-one. Um, again, I'm not going to say your father wasn't wrong and I'm not going to say he was totally right. I'm not going to say that because I've been there, done that. I've been there, Uncle done Stu? that. Like I said, Uncle she Stu. needs to apologize. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Stu. Go for it. So this is what they hear. I don't think people, I don't think children have an issue with forgiving and with understanding. I don't think most do. I'm going to tell you, mine did. This. Uncle she, Stu. She, yeah. My, Uncle, mine Uncle is Stu. your age. Yeah. Uncle Stu. Yeah. I want you to hear me. Okay. I don't think that there is an issue with the youth understanding. See, a lot of times we we become, the reason why we become so advanced early, let me tell you what grows us up fast is pain and trauma and trying to figure out how to live through that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that most people need training on giving parents grace because we've done that for years. It's elders this is what I was saying earlier. It happens so many different levels is we got to always understand them. And as a parent, our we are here for our kids. It is our job to make sure that we give our kids what they need. Sure, we need them to understand that. Sure, give us some grace. Absolutely. But we owe our kids. We owe our kids. If we've done something to hurt them and, and we have the ability to correct it, we owe it to our kids. And I'm, and I'm not saying you did, but what the, the way that you say, you know what, but here's the other side of it. No, right, but, but, but that's a, the key. Uncle Stu, 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 U
Yeah. It's what happens oftentimes. It's, but here's the other side. Let me let me tell you, there's some factors. Here's what goes on. Here's the deal. And we, that's why I said earlier, we have to put what we feel on the back burner. We start feeling guilty for how we feel, and we never get what we need because we're always in the mode of being understanding, and we are never understood. And this happens thought, all the time. I thought I did that as well as directing her to where she can go from Miss Mills straight to my daughter, who has felt the same exact way. So in other words... I'm still here. My daughter's still here. And we dealt with that. My daughter talked. Ah, gotcha. Me and my daughter was on the opposite end. We spoke to each other. We even did a, we even did two podcasts dealing with the same, same issues. But do you see, do you see what I'm saying though? Like this is all most, most children who've gotten hurt from their parents. It's not an apology for that, 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 that. It's just one, I acknowledge that I hurt you. And what kids need to know, and, I, and when I say kids, I don't mean like babies. I mean, if you got a child 40 years old, we need to know that we, excuse me, we, we know that we are loved enough that you, you love us enough not to tr try to change how I feel. I'm hurt. Let's minister to the bleeding part. Maybe we can get to the, par the part where we can have an intellectual conversation later. But it's hard to have that dialogue with somebody when you're still bleeding. And I think what a lot of people have been asked to do is to intellectualize while they are still bleeding out. And all they want, they don't want you to fix it. They don't want no money for it. They don't want to, you know, make you feel bad. They just want simple acknowledgement that something you did hurt me. And the only way, and, and here's what a lot of us miss, is the fact when, it, when our kids are telling us we hurt them, that's signaling relationship. Because it's hard to hurt somebody that ain't got no connection to you. And we don't respect that, and so we don't hear them. And so the biggest toll is not what, what happened to us, is the fact that when it, you told me to talk to you about this, you didn't hear me, and how do we translate this? You don't love me, you don't care about me. And we take that trauma in other areas of our life, not being heard, not being seen, feeling pain, and then that, that, that comes out in everything else, all because we were not heard and we didn't get the validation of what we went through we had to simply be understanding. I think taking this deeper, it's why people stay in abusive relationships because we're taught to take, subconsciously taught to take because we're not taught to be heard. And if fathers would fix stuff and correct it and acknowledge that here's what's wrong, it sets a new precedent and standard for children on what they will and will not tolerate. I think that's what kids are looking for. Being heard, that acknowledgement, that validation and not twisting it for us to understand the parent, but the parent doing the work to make sure that they give the child what they need. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys say, talk with Tari? Yeah, I, you know, I agree with that uh, because, you know, from a from a brain fitness perspective. Mm -hmm. um, let me let me stop drinking this coffee in front of talk with Tori. Let me stop right. drinking this coffee real quick. Stop drinking that coffee. <laughs> Now, you are right. It's it's morning time. It's morning time. As long as you're not, yeah, I'm getting ready hours. to get mine in a few minutes. Yeah, as long as you're not drinking it two hours before bedtime. Don't oh, drink, yeah, no, this is gonna be my third cup because I got to do some editing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, dealing with that is, uh, you know, that's a release right there. You know, uh, especially for someone that have experienced that type of rejection. They need that. They need that, that, that whole, uh, that type of closure. And it's, it's, 
I would imagine because some of the people that I've talked to that have dealt with something uh, similar, um, I, I would imagine the the hurt, you know, especially, you know, that person, you know, passing away and there was never closure to that uh, situation. So, yes, uh, that is in, in that particular situation that is much needed. And I think um, things get so complicated when it comes down to, you know, fathers not seeing their children and the children their perspective on it and i'm not saying it in this case i don't know uh the young lady's uh uh situation but i'm talking about like in general a lot of times those uh situations are so complicated and sometimes as fathers or as parents um we 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 tend to when we talk about those things we tend to uh look at the facts well what we call the facts what we believe that is the facts well i wasn't able to see you because you know your mama uh she wouldn't let me see you blah 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 blah, blah. and we think that that's enough mm-hmm. but in the eyes of that uh child you know and even if that child is 30 years old 35 years old remember you're still speaking to uh what a 10 year old uh, internally that remember whatever uh, age that that person was when you left them or when you wasn't around that's that's the person that you speaking to right now and they're dealing with that particular uh, trauma and and it's hard it's a it's a process to rewire uh, that but the 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 first stage of rewiring that is just saying you know what uh, I'm sorry. I, I I messed up, and um, that's it. And that right there, do it for that child. That's what I say because we can we can state the facts, we can state what we consider, you know, this and that and the other. But all in all, um, do it, do it for them because that. That particular situation, like I said, I have dealt, I have dealt with that. Uh, I have dealt with people that that are still dealing with that type of hurt and that type of trauma, and it is it it takes a whole rewiring of the mind, the brain. It just takes a whole rewiring to to get that to get to that level of uh, of closure. Yeah, that's all. Ataka Tori, I want to say thank you. This is what people need to hear. Uh, emails, thank you, first of all, for sharing your story. And like I said, this is, I, I, when I when I do my stuff, I hear things like this. And I used to think that it was just, you know, younger children who felt this way. It's, it doesn't matter how old you are. Your parent is still your parent. I don't care how old you are. Like Uncle Stu, we were talking the other day about, you know, we're talking. And I'm like, how beautiful it is. Mom and dad, how beautiful that is. And you'll always be that. Hurts from people you trust last, be, be a little bit deeper than people who you dislike. Uh, and, and a, a, I just want you to know, this is my topic today because the beta Satan chapter one. <laughs> and and, and, and being, being heard, mm-hmm. being acknowledged, 
saying, I'm sorry. Here's the key. I'm getting for everybody in the chat. I want you to hear this. Every elder, I want you to hear this. Anybody who's got children, I want you to hear this. If you really want to communicate an apology with your kid, here's how you do it. You say what you're sorry for without the explanation of why. You only explain if they ask you why. You make it all about them. Make it all about your kid. If you're wrong, you make it all about that. I'm sorry for what I did to you. I'm sorry for how I made you feel. I'm sorry that I wasn't there and that I ignored your needs. I'm sorry that I inflicted wounds on you and I did not see what I did to you. I did not understand this. I am so sorry. I never meant to hurt you. I never meant for this to go this way. From the bottom of my heart, I love you so much and I apologize. You leave it at that, make the apology about them. Because here's what happens. We say, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean to do this. But here's what happened to me when I was a kid. I didn't heal from my own hurts. And now it, it's all about you. When right. you're dealing with trauma with your kids, make it about them and give them the open door to ask you questions. And then you give that. Totally so that agree. way we're healing the child instead of dumping our traumas on them. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree. agree. Yep. Absolutely. And- so, yeah, listen. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, talk with Tori. This is no. y'all, y'all in the y'all in the chat. If this is helping y'all, y'all let us know because this is just conversation. This is just conversation. But I think that this is this is so important, and I'm so glad that I have me and that I respect talk with Tori, Uncle Stu, on here to offer that perspective as well. We got to learn to give our kids the floor and not feel the need to not feel threatened because they have an experience. Because as parents, sometimes we think we're doing a different job, and our effect is coming off in a different way. And we got to give that grace, like Talk With Tori said. So in the chat, if this helping anybody, if this is helping you guys, let us know. Uh, but Talk With Tori, what do you have What do you have to say about this? Yes, you know, I, I totally agree. Make it about them because guess what? They experienced that trauma. So it is about them. It is about them. And uh, that's your child. And you- It's you, my you child. May, yeah. I love my child. That's right. That's your child. And that's- mm-hmm. That's my that's my child, you know. So you, okay, you make I gotta use some him. I gotta use some Bible real quick. I got because we, we it's, it's too many on here who know about the word. Y'all remember the prodigal son, right? That's um, right. Y'all remember what happened? The prodigal son, you know, he you know, he got in his head, he wanted to buy his father's spoils. You know, he got real disrespectful with his kid. And uh, so he, you know, he asked his father to divide up all his living. He took his money, went to a far length, spent it all. And you know, the Bible talks about how we spent everything, how, you know, we spent it on riotous living, on riotous living. And you know if the Bible call you riotous. I think that's the, I think that's the the, the definition of wretchedness, but the Bible called him riotous. Yeah, yeah, he was, right, he was yeah, partying he, up. Yeah. Right, he, I mean, he, I mean, he prodigal, I mean, he did so, <laughs> anyway, he did all of this. It, it says that when he came to himself, he came home, right? And so he, on his way home, the Bible records his father looking at great death. Now, the son didn't see the dad. The son did not see the dead. He was just on his way home. But the dad saw the son afar off. The Bible says this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a piece of here we miss. It said that the father ran to his son. Now, people hear that, and we miss this. In that culture, men did not run. Mm. We didn't do that. Because to run, you have to raise up your skirt. You have to raise up, because that's we, we wore garments back then. Right. You have to expose your legs and run. And it was it, it was the depiction of you're losing your dignity. Here's what I'm saying, that there comes a certain time in our lives where we're not this kind of dad, but we're the humble dad. I'm willing to lose my dignity because you my child. And I've been waiting for you to come home. 
I love you so much. There is nothing that I wouldn't do for you. You are my heart. You are my joy. You are my child. And we may get it wrong sometimes, but I'm never going to stop loving you. I think this is what our generation, what kids need today. They don't need just the dad who's this. They need, the, they need to know that they got a dad who will do anything for them because they are loved and dad is always looking out for them. That's right. What you got to say about that? That's right. Excellent. Whew, I feel like preaching that's, this morning, y'all. That's, that's I can get good. I I can have I can have I can have too many preachers on a panel at one time now because this kind of stuff happens. That's right. I, yeah, I, you're I, never supposed to preach over a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that, that's right. You, you know, I, I told you I got deep theological study. That, right. they, you never hear about a not supposed to be doing no tag team preaching like that. Right. Yeah. Right. But listen, I want to say thank you both for this because I think this is healing. Um, because Uncle Stu is like again, I've always had issues with older men. They think, oh, he's too smart. He, you know, he's trying to be too much. And I'm like, I'm trying to be something that I didn't have. Right. right. And a lot mm-hmm. of us get squished and we don't having these conversations. I got an old soul because I hang around elders anyway, right? That's you know, I hang around elders, mm-hmm. but having this respect does so much being heard. Uncle Stu, like when I noticed the energy changed. As we were talking, Uncle Stu was like, you know what? Let me push back. Let me push back. And then Uncle Stu did the Uncle St- he did the Uncle Stuism. Right. <laughs> Everybody don't know that. <laughs> I'm giving away my signs. I do interviews. When they see that, they they, they go understand yeah. what I'm doing. Come on, I'm about to do it, y'all. And everybody on national television, I'm about to do the Uncle Stuism. <laughs> now watch, watch the hands. Watch the hands. <laughs> and I appreciate that because we need to know that we are heard. And I, I right. think, now here's now here's my thing: if we're going to change the community, here's my fundamental belief: it's going to start with fathers. That's what I believe. We're going to change the community and get it back to where it should be. It's going to start with it's going to start with fathers. That's it's right. us fathers. It's us taking that love, being humble, ruling with power, but moving in love. Right, I got love. power. Love breaks, in love. Yeah, love breaks the rules. You mm-hmm. know, the rules are uh, this happened, that happened. This is the why. This is why I didn't do this. This is why this. But but love breaks that. Love breaks the rules. And and I like the way that you brought up the prodigal uh, son. You know, all this stuff that the son did, you know, spending on the inheritance and just messing up everything. But the father you know, he extended him with love. And love, it breaks all the rules. It breaks all the rules. You know, all the rules that we Don't have. Don't do that to our... me, Tom Don't do that to me. <laughs> but that's the, but that's it. I mean, that's it. And 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 that goes with what we were saying about, you know, uh, the father, you know, situation and, and different things of that nature. And I know, but and at the same time, that father, he needs... We can't count him out either because he needs uh, help. He needs that, that, that type of uh, therapy and that type of thing. He needs that type of closure also. Yeah, absolutely. Now that child may not be able to give him that, you know, you can't look at the child as some type of uh, uh, counseling session, you know, right there because he, he does have to, uh, you know, be sorrowful, but at the same time he needs, uh, some help yes, as sir. well. Yes, sir. As well, because he is hurt as well. 
So listen, y'all, yeah. this has been a dope discussion. We got to do this again. When y'all coming back uh, and joining me for some coffee, when y'all doing this again for me? Y'all oh, be back I got I got to get ready for Thinking Man podcast tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, Monday. Are y'all going to join me Monday? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be with you Monday. Yeah, let's I, let's let's take this. Let's let's y'all everybody who's watching this. I want y'all to be ready for Monday. I want y'all to call your cousins, your mom and them. Sunday oh, this Monday we're gonna do something, <laughs> and I, and I we're gonna do something Monday. Uncle still I'm a, and Uncle to, uh, talk Uncle still and Uncle Tori. Yeah, y'all both my uncles. Let me get twenty dollars at both of y'all. Anyway, <laughs> so let's let's talk about Monday because I got an idea about this. I got an idea about this. But listen, I got to go. All the content creators who joined today, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you all. To those in the chat, thank you so much. M. Eels, we love you. 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 Thank you for opening up and sharing uh, yeah. with us your experience because it gave us some insight on what we need to address. So thank you so much to every moderator who's been in there supporting the channel, uh, keeping these bots out. Thank you so much. We love all of you. To every supporter, everybody who's been on, we love you so much. Thank you so much. We're going to do a, another show on, on Monday. And I want you all to be here. We're going okay. to heal some things. We're going to heal some things. All right. I'll give you a final word of encouragement. Uncle Stu, then uh, Uncle Tori. Listen, I got two uncles, y'all. Let me hold $20. <laughs> Let me hold $20. <laughs> this is Uncle Stu, the old man on the block. So what I'm going to say is may the peace and the blessings of God go with you forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Uncle Tori, what you got for us, sir? Love break the rules. Love, uh, you know, looks over all those faults. And another thing about love is that, you know, love is ready to uh, forgive and move on. And that's what we have to do. We have to uh, experience, we have to show that love and also we need to experience that love. That's it. Well, listen, y'all, my uncle's in the building. Uncle Stu, talk with Troy, please don't go anywhere. I just want to say thank you. This is the type of, these are the kind of conversations. I got any English teachers on here. My, my English is just broken. It, these are the kind of shows that change lives. And my goal as a content creator is to give us content that we can take. And I want you to feel great. I want you to have some knowledge and information because this is what we need more of. So thank you to everybody for your support. Everybody who's liked this video, those of you who subscribe, thank you so much. You know, I woke up this morning and we had 729 subscribers today. We're at 730. Thank you for everybody who subbed. Those of you who have not yet subscribed, hit that subscribe button. I mean, you're going to get a lot more like this. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. And then you go tell your mama and you tell your cousins and your brothers and sisters to go subscribe to Sir Hill Speaks because we're doing great work over here. We're doing great work. We got a community. I call us the family, right? Uh, uh, Uncle Bolo has got the village. Uh, mine is the family. All of what we're saying is we're together. We are one. As black people, it is time now more than ever, as people in general, that we elevate love, that we build each other that we hold each other to the standard, we see the best in each other, and that we create an environment where we can be vulnerable and open and transparent so that we develop together. We don't all been through traumas. We didn't all been through some stuff, some stuff that we none of us deserved a lot of this stuff. And all of us in our own ways are trying to overcome this. My goal for us is to know that we don't have to overcome this together. You got to do the work. 
You just don't got to do the work alone because we are a community. We are one people. We are together. We are connected. And even though we may not share the, share the same last name, we not be, may not be living in the same state, I still care about you from where I am, from my heart to yours. I care about you. We are a community. We get a chance to do and fix stuff that wasn't fixed previously by the actions we take today, by doing this one thing that I say, not just talking, but hearing, listening, hearing what the other person is saying and loving them enough to understand their story and doing what it takes to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, I care about you. I love you so much. To everybody who's on here, happy Black History Month. You are Black history, and I expect you to do great things. Love you all. Have a great day. A great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Until next time, Sir Hill Speaks is out the building. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and the only Sir Hill Speaks in the building.